Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the Worldwide Legend. This is Pam Stevens inviting you to join us each week for the Legend Country Club as we bring you three hours of classic country music. You'll hear those favorite country classic songs like this. So don't call him a cowboy until you've seen him ride. You're giving me heart trouble. Never had a lover ever play with my heart this way. She's got to the Legend Country Club with me, Pam Stevens, Friday night from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on the home of Forgotten Favorites, the Worldwide Legend. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's the Tim Oni Show for two big hours right here on the Legend. Tim will let you know how you can request your favorite song. And during the second hour, Radio Tim counts down the top 10 songs from this week in 1965. Don't miss it. The Tim Oni Show, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Worldwide Legend. It's Coffee Club time. for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. 
you will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. My, 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 it seems like a long one already. We've been up and busy for a few hours, Jennifer and I have. I hope everyone is doing well. We've got a lot to talk about. And we might as well start with Jennifer downstairs, since you're the first one I can see here. How are you, Jennifer? Oh, I'm good. I can hear today. I forgot all the things I couldn't hear until I could hear again. (laughs) Yeah, your little trip to the hearing doctor yesterday is is that made correct? a big difference. Sometimes not being able to hear, sometimes not being able to hear, can be a blessing. To, never right. mind, I guess. Never you, mind. You may have to <laughs> yeah, you'd like to be able to turn it off and on. Right. But. She, Jennifer, called the hearing office on Monday, and I kept getting on her to call and. They said, she said, well, it's going to be three, four weeks. I said, let me call back, please. And I did. And I got her one the next day. And so she went. And they're working to f- to to fix the problem. So I think um, she's going to be much, much better off now. They have to replace her hearing aid. It has to be fixed. And they... Um, um, did it had been slowly going out for quite a while. Yeah, it had been. So, But when it got to the point where it was dangerous to your health, that's when you knew you had to do something about it. So you're busy today doing laundry and brailing and doing all kinds of things in the downstairs, correct? While I'm up here copying stuff and doing work for our alumni convention this weekend, just just a heads up, and we will be posting these, but you're going to hear part of the programming live from the um, ISBVI convention, actually on the legend. Two of the things that I can think of is our keynote address from Bernie Egan, who is a longtime broadcaster here in Indianapolis, and he's going to give our keynote on Saturday at about 12.15, and you'll hear that on the legend after Dave does the Country Classic show for me because we'll be attending that convention this weekend. And definitely the talent show that we'll be doing on Saturday night, Pam Stevens kindly stepped aside so we could take some of that time and do the talent show. And we'll have a special link for the meetings and the other things. So for people who can't go to the convention, at least now they can listen to the convention live. Let's see. Let's go to Dave and Chris. Dave, how are you? Well, we're doing well. Uh, we're going to do some grilling today. and In between thunderstorms, we yeah. hope. <laughs> they're, we're, they're calling for some thunderstorms, so we want to try to beat the rain, I hope. I think we got them here, too, coming. And let's see. Who, let's go to Minnesota. Tim, how are you? Good. Yeah, we, we sent you guys a bunch of thunderstorms. Oh, yesterday. thank you. Thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. Are you doing okay? Yeah, things are going pretty well here. We, uh, we've got uh, Minnesota Braille School alumni or actually now it's an academy 
same place. Uh, coming up on the 22nd of June, so it should be fun. Yeah, ours is this weekend, so we we should all. I still think we should get Bill Sing on that talent show. You never know. You just never know. Of course, the ratings would go down to zero. They'd throw me out. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and get um, Jeff Bennett. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, right. Good morning, everybody. I'm so used to saying good evening because of the podcast. Everything is good here. Going to a Lions Club final meeting. They're, they have their final meeting on June. It's the first Wednesday of every, every month. They don't do any meetings in July or August, and they're having the installation dinner. And it's really just an informal meeting. And it's at a restaurant that I've never been to before. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have some food and some drinks, some libations, as they say, and enjoy the meeting. So that's what's going on in my world today. We're our Lions Club meetings tonight too, Jeff, and it's in a different place because our regular restaurant went out of business last week. So we don't know if this will be a permanent place. We hope not because it's in another county, and it's. It's a pretty good little shot away, and we're thinking that might not be the best way to do that going forward, but we'll see about that. Are you going to get a lift, or are you going to take an Uber there, or a lift? One of those? I may, well, usually that may be the case, but I may get a ride. So I may get a ride tonight. Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. I've taken enough Lyft and Ubers and whatever the case may be. Um, before I launch into some topics, uh, just a couple cleanup things that I've done this week. One of the things, I was at Walmart and made two interesting purchases the other day. One is a George Foreman grill because I didn't want to get the type of grill because those grills are expensive, the Breville's that I get in Florida. But I might as well have bought a Breville. I bought a George Foreman grill. Oh, wow, this thing's only 50 bucks. Well, the good side of it is the, the, the grease tray clips on. Or it locks in. Now, that's a good part, but that's where it ends. This is one of those you turn on. There's no turn-on knob on it, anything like that. There's just a sliding knob that slides all the way across. That do, The higher you go, the hotter the temperature. And I think there may be only a warm-up or a warm. I'm not sure of the temperature range, but... If you get done cooking, you will need to unplug it in order to make sure that it's powered off. Uh, Jenny, what was your first impressions of said grill? Well, I wasn't. It cooked the meat okay. It's kind of, uh, compared to the Breville, it's kind of flimsy. Yeah, well, not only is it kind of flimsy, but it's... I don't know. I it's a little. It doesn't have um, the legs like a lot of them have that you can put the uh, the stand the slope the grill. It has more of a little plastic thing that raises up underneath and props it up. Does the grill have the removable plates, Phil? Can you take the plates out to clean them too, or not on this one? Yeah, you can. 
Um, you can do that. That that you can do, but like I said, you don't have any control over it. I think Chris has seen some of those type of grills before. I have. Um, my mom and dad, that, that was the first kind they had, but theirs were back when you couldn't take the plates out and you just had to plug it in to turn it on and unplug it to turn it off. And it was okay at the time. I wouldn't want to go back to that. No, I could not recommend that one because it doesn't even beep to let you know it's warmed up. But, you know, for $49. um, Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. My first grill, there were no buttons on it. You you plugged it in, it turned it on, and that was it. You couldn't control the temperature, couldn't do anything with it. That was the very first ones that came out. And I got that back in 2000, if I remember correctly. That was my first one, too. You couldn't even take the plates off. Right. So yeah, you know, mom, happen. mom and dad, you couldn't either. You just had to take a cloth with some soap on it and clean it that way. But theirs did have a little slide control. It would move about an inch and a half, maybe. Now, this probably goes about six inches. I mean, it goes well. Wow. It, it goes away. But, like I said, there's no timer. There's nothing on it. If you didn't have a Lady A or a phone timer, you would be in for a real, real, real surprise. So, I kind of give this one a thumb down. It might be a trip back to... Uh, back well, the to other thing I was going to say before we get to Bill is that heat is that in that old grill. Do you remember those grills, Chris, when you just turned it on? You, you never knew if it was warmed up enough. You had to actually listen. And if you listened carefully enough, it would make a click, which at that point, would, when it was up the right temperature, it would actually turn off. And then it would make this clicking noise right. to let you know that uh, you could uh, put that. Yeah, the was thermostat ready to, would kick right. on off. But yeah. if, you, if you didn't have good hearing. Right. Yeah, well, or if no. you had something else going on in the kitchen, like if you happen to be running water or right, something. doing something or whatever. But ours, I, has I, a, ours has a real high-pitched beep. Right. Then well, it does. But the thing I don't like about ours is it's not really big enough. I mean, if you have a family of four. Right. It, you have you have issues and you've, you've got a phone. Bill, we have uh, three burgers on ours. Yeah, really? <laughs> We have a raised hand from Bill in the uh, Illinois. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I've got one. I've had three of them, and I've got one now that it doesn't have the slide thing on it. I bought it. I don't know three, four years ago. Uh, and this one I like because you can take the grills out of it. And I never had any trouble with it. I just plug the thing in, and it gets hot, and you can hear it click before you can see it. There's a light on it. Uh, but I never had any problem cooking my stuff. I just throw it on there and let it go and i just know by the the sound of the meat or whatever it is and it's done yeah i, mean, I don't need the time it or anything i mean i just just i cook on it all the time well i agree with you to a point but sometimes you're timing and you're checking other things and you're walking away you know, if you've got multiple things going, I mean, it's okay. It's well, I not do that the, all the time. I do that all the time, and I do other stuff in the kitchen while I cook on it. It's I not know that about, plugging know. in and unplugging is such a so hard. It's annoying. I find it annoying to have to do that all the time. Right. I don't. I don't think that's a good way for an appliance to. Well, be. I would. I would unplug it before I take those grills off. So even though you got a slide switch, because you never know those switches may not turn it off. You, right. you really this one doesn't have up. a slide switch, though. So you touch the coils wrong. 
We yeah. know the switches don't. I mean, the slide doesn't turn it off. That that's no, no, it doesn't turn it off. So I I I would not. I would give this one a thumbs down only because of that. Um, you know the other things you could put up with, but the the fact that it doesn't shut off once you you know you must unplug it. Otherwise, oh, real quick, real quick, I had some news for you this morning. At seven thirty this morning, my time, Chicago time, the third house, the third house down from me burned down today. Oh my! Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I, it was a vacant house, but it's. It, uh, it caught fire. Somebody must have been in there. That some squatter or something must have been in there. That 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 happens a lot more than you think, Bill. Oh yeah, I know it does. Oh, it does all the time. And they they burnt the garage down back in January on the house. Somebody was squatting in the garage. Yeah, had furniture and stuff in there. And so it got caught fire. Now the house is gone. So. But the house been been vacant for probably fifteen years or so. Right, it must. Right. But the other thing is, when I was at Walmart, and thank you, Bill. When I was at Walmart the other day, you know, about a year or two ago, or maybe a year ago now, maybe two, we talked about these Amazon Fire tablets. Remember those seven, eight-inch tablets that you could get starting at $49 and eight-inch was 79 and 10-inch was 119 or 149 or whatever the case may be? Well, Walmart has came out with their answer for the particular Amazon um, Fire tablet. Now, these come in several different flavors. They start out with a 7-inch at $64, or you can go up to an 8-inch for $79, or you can get a 10-inch tablet for $99, but the 10-inch also includes a case and a folding keyboard. So, the the, the I suppose the big difference is the one that is sold by Walmart, and the company is called On, O-N-N, um, and it's very well built, by the way. The the tablet is what is called a true Android. It's not an Amazon OS or or something like that. And it is a true Android. So out of the box, you get a complete talkback experience. Now, I haven't used Android in years. But I will tell you that it was very, very, very accessible right out of the box. Um, you use the tab key a lot. You use the space bar to click something or, you know, to activate it. And it was very, very straightforward. I plan on doing a demo of this little tablet. It's excellent for web browsing. If you'd like to look stuff up on the Internet, this, that, and the other, you're into research. Very snappy. Very good. Sound is about like the Fire Tablet, maybe a little bit better, actually, to tell you the truth. Do you think so, Jennifer? I think it sounds a little better to me. I thought it had uh, more volume for its size than the than the Fire Tablet. Yeah, it's good. Oh, and did you tell them about your case that came with it? That case is cool. The case is a fold-out keyboard, 
And what do you want to say about the case, Jennifer? Well, it's 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 magnetic. So there's a when the keyboard folds out, there's another open side that's just the right size for the tablet to lay in, and it lays in there magnetically. And then you can fold the uh, keyboard back over it, and there's a little flap that folds over it and keeps it all closed. But that flap, you can uh, bend it back so it'll hold the the tablet upright when you use it with the keyboard. It's pretty cool. So there's some serious upsides to this. Not that I'm going to switch from iOS or anything, but it's 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 very 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 accessible and very straightforward. And it's nice to take a tablet and use your tab key and space bar. You know, kind of like the things we used to do. So, if you uh, do a lot of writing, I kind of like using Android in a way because you don't have to tap just to write in the edit fields. It just you just are there and you just write. Also, has the numbers and letters are all on the same screen. You don't have to keep switching from one to the other to make it work. So that that's kind of a good thing, but it's. It's something I've just been busy with alumni stuff this week, enough time to really sit down and and throw this thing through its paces. But it looks very, very, very promising for people well, that... Let me ask you a question, Bill. Have it, if someone asks right now, for, how do you turn the uh, talk back on so if they buy it, it's not going to be not going to talk right out of the box. Can you just tell it how to do that quickly? Take two fingers and place it on the screen and put a little pressure, and um, that will turn on talk, talk back automatically when you start. You just push two fingers like you would put it on a screen, but you just kind of press down a little bit. The other thing is it has a volume knob, and you would think the up would be on the right side, but it's, it's, it's one of those long volume knobs. And the up for it is on the left side. That's the one other thing I noticed. The other thing I noticed about it, Jeff, it does have an earphone jack. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So it did. I'd, like, I'd be interested to see how the how you work with the Google Play Store, which is uh, which uh, should, you shouldn't have any problem with that because it's on the iPhone. Um, I did want to say something about Apple, and I thought maybe they had their uh, developers conference on Monday, Bill. Really? And uh, what they they made the big news though is there there are two big news things that came out of it. First of all, they are getting rid of iTunes for the Mac and for the Mac, and they they're gonna you'll have a music app for the Mac. However, on the Windows side of things, iTunes is still staying, at least right now. Because people still use Windows and they can back up their phones and stuff like that still. Although I have a feeling that Windows version of iTunes is not going to be around forever. The other, the other big news with Apple is they're going, to, they're going to put a separate app for music, a separate app for movies and television, and a separate app for podcasts for the Mac, if you have a Mac. So that's that's going to be the thing as well. That was the big news from the Apple conference. They're also coming out with uh, iOS 13 is coming out later on. And they're integrating Radio.com, which is where you get all the CBS or the intercom, I should say, owned and operated radio stations and stuff. And you'll be able, you'll be able to tell the Siri that you want to play WINS, and it will play WINS. So they are actually trying to compete with your Amazon Alexa device. 
Uh, so yeah. that, that's the other news that's coming out. Also, Apple, the Apple Watch will have its own separate store, place, you know, store where you can get products for the Apple Watch. It's going to have its own. That's uh, Did now. I misunderstand what I read? I thought they said that the uh, iPad was going to have its own operating system and the phone was going to have its own. And the I didn't hear that, Jennifer, but you could be right, and I'll have to do some more research on that. I didn't hear that, but you may be right on that, Jennifer. I just didn't hear that. Well, that's kind of the impression I got from something I saw on Twitter, where they were, and I didn't have time to go and read the article, but that was the impression I got, but I could be wrong. That, that would be the first time they did that, because they normally don't do that. They, the only operating system that I know is different is the TV OS, which is a television operating system for your, for your Apple TVs. But normally the other ones are all the same operating system. But, hey, we'll find out soon enough. Hey, and the other thing, and then we'll get to our main topic, and then we'll get to Bill. The other thing that I did was I made another stop because I I kind of figured I could I could get it there. Is I went to Staples and I got a a what is called a credit card stand. And this means that I can take a iPad, a typical iPad, drop it into this, and there's a credit card um, slot of, on it and a device that comes with it, which is a chip reader, and will be able to, people walk up and will be able to swipe their credit cards but do it accessibly because it goes through, of course, your iPad. You can hear your speech output or you can use your um, Braille display to, to type in stuff. So that's one area that um, I worked on this week was getting an accessible way to take credit cards because, you know, for us that are visually impaired. How did you find this device, Bill? Um I, I found it at, um, well, I've been reading about it because we use Square for some of our on-site payments, and they talked about it, so I went to Staples, and that's how I found the device. I went and asked for a Square stand, and fortunately, it was on sale, and bingo, you know the rest. Wow, that's so, cool. So that that was a good thing. Uh, Bill, go ahead with what you had to say. You're there, Bill. Go ahead. Oh, maybe he's not there. Let me just, I'll check it. I'll check it again. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, now can you hear me right? Yeah. Okay. What, what's the size of that keyboard? Because I know some of those keyboards that fold, they're so small, I can't use them. My hands are too big. I've tried with, looked at some of them. Um, I mean, it's a typical it. size that you would see for an Apple keyboard. It's not going to be as big as a keyboard on a laptop of course right Right. but it it has all your QWERTY keys it has your numbers i mean it has almost anything you would need to know so it does but yeah i just because i know i've looked at some of them and i just never could get the keyboard to work i meant it couldn't uh i you know i you know i type with both hands and i just couldn't my hands won't fit the keyboards (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it it you know it can be a little challenging at first, but it's not really that small, is it, Jennifer? I've seen much smaller. Oh, I've seen lots oh, this smaller. Might, yeah, this one might be a little bigger. I have to go look at this one. It might Isn't be that much. the average size keyboard for those kinds of things? But you say it was it was separate from the unit. I mean, detachable or it can be yes. Yeah, or you can fold it together. I wonder if it. I wonder if it uses Bluetooth or no. It does not use Bluetooth because it's magnetic and it. It's kind of like the Apple thing. It. It just works. It does not use Bluetooth, so it's not laggy, or you're not dependent. Well, you upon. wouldn't detach it. If you detached it, you'd be getting rid of the whole case. Right. So. Is it? Is it? A- is it what? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bill. Is it what, Bill? We're talking. Okay, yeah, now, go ahead. Now I can talk. Yeah. Uh, is it a like a is it a uh, touchscreen keyboard or is it regular keys where you press them? Regular keys. Okay, because some of them I know some of them are touchscreen. No, I mean you okay. can go it, both ways, but touch it is a regular yeah. key. Yes, and no, it's a regular key. Regular I'm, I'm still ABCD. Used to type with a regular regular right. keyboard. That's my trouble. Right. No, it is a regular key. So it it most certainly is. It's it's a regular regular keyboard. So it it works pretty well and we're going to do a demo of it. But it works very very well. How is the voice on it? Do you like the voice on the on Talkback or is it uh, you know uh, it's all right. There, there was other voices I could have put on there or changed. I just haven't had time. But it's, it's I, I I wouldn't want to listen to it all the time, but it has a, a clear voice. I mean, I don't know that you'd want it to read you a novel, but it's not that bad. At least you can understand her better than some of the default voices that come on things. Very she clear. She sounds a lot like the Google Home voice. And, you know, if you, it's... It, it's got enough punch to get through, and you can hear it all the way across the room, and it's it's what it is. Now, because I own Eloquence, I can get Eloquence on there, too, Jeff. I can change voices or, you know, get a lot of different voices, so it's not a problem. That's pretty nice. Does it also have a slot for an SD card, Bill? It most certainly does. That could be very helpful as well. It does have a... And with Android, if I'm not mistaken, you can copy music back and forth. So you can copy from your SD card to put it on your device. So that's another good thing. So it, it's going to be something I'm going to learn do over the next few weeks. I think we might. I think we have, we have a question from Pamela Francis, Bill. Go ahead, Pam. Yeah, I wanted to comment about Android. I've had experience with Android, and I currently have a state-issued phone that's also Android to go along with what I'm using on iOS. Um, Android, frankly, has come a long ways and is not as far behind as as it was as it once was with reference to iOS and Android. Especially TalkBack has really come leaps and bounds. 
Pam, you have some sight, so I understand that for people who are visually impaired or have limited vision, Android is a, is a lot better. Can you comment on that as well? Um, you, you can invert the screen, although that's a relatively new feature. That's always been, a, to my knowledge, at least ever since I've had an iPhone, been able to do that in iOS. But Android, you you still you can you can invert the colors. You can. They have. Uh, little better magnification capabilities uh, it, and the Play Store is pretty easy to get around that's not going to be an issue for you um, their default browser is Google is uh, Google Chrome um, there are some different keystrokes and or gestures that are uh, native to Android that you have to really get used to that are not anything like iOS Right. They also have the ability for you to install different types of keyboards, not just different languages. Right. Like you can get a swipe keyboard and you can get, their, you can use their standard Google keyboard. You can do different types of things like that. That makes it a little more versatile than iOS. But it, it's, like I said, it's, it's not quite there, but it's the... the closer than it used to be with reference to its uh, comparison. It's getting pretty close because it's nice just to be able to hit your space bar to select something or to, you know, press the enter key to activate a link, you know, kind of things that you're used to instead of having to take two fingers and another, you know, two hands to, you know, to double tap something. So, yeah, I think I think both operating systems have their place. Oh, of course. I'm not I'm not you know, I'm invested into iOS and the iPhone, but it it's just something different and I thought for hey, for ninety nine bucks I wanted to learn Android because Jennifer's thinking about upgrading her Braille No Touch and I wanted to learn Android so I could help her with the system. Well, I, I think I, I think it, it's it's one of these things that it's 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 just another toolbox in your tool chest. Right. It's you just know, another tool in your tool chest, basically, is what it amounts to. But for all of the apps you get, and for a foldable keyboard and case, and what you could get, I thought. Oh yeah, and what what exa- Now, my I had a serviceman here at the beginning of your show and didn't hear the name of the kit of the of the tablet that you've got. It's a, I heard the description of it. It's Walmart's version of the Amazon Fire. It's called an ON tablet. O-N-N tablet. It's the Walmart brand. You'll find that Walmart shopping is very, very much ingrained into the tablet. There is one advantage. You don't have to pay an extra $15 for a unit to get rid of the ads where on the Fire tablet, unless you paid a little extra, there was always, when it came up, there was always a ad that you had to swipe past. Oh, uh, yes. I know that No matter what. There is none of that. And it is strictly the true Android experience where... The Amazon is based upon Android, but it is is it's its own. It has its own layer, right? 
Right. So we shall see. Time will tell. We've just been a little busy this week doing other things, and I haven't had the full time. I think I had about 30 minutes with it last night. So well, I, think you, I do think you'll enjoy your Android experience, you know, as, as far as what it's capable of. And like I said, the gestures are a little little trickier to learn, but hey, you know, it's like I said, it's... It, it's well worth it's well worth taking the time to know how because I always said it this way: How do you ever know if or when one of these systems will say I've had enough and go away? That way, you 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 understand how to do the second one. Right. So it, it it's a good experience, but for the money, if you want a something that you need to take notes with, or especially do a lot of heavy browsing and some audio and some consumption, it's it's probably going to be a good thing. Now, but what size is the screen, Bill? It's a 10-inch screen. A 10-inch, okay. Yeah, it's a 10-inch screen. You can buy them in flavors of 7-inch, 8-inch, and 10-inch. And what is the, the amount of memory you get with it? Uh, what is it, 16 maybe? And then, of course, you can put a SD card of any size you want on it. And you can use that also. Good so deal. It's very, very snappy and very, very good. Well, it's amazing how much stuff like that has come down. It's come as down far in as price, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing some demos on that. I'm going to introduce our topic. I've been holding off. We've got two topics we're going to talk about today. The very first one... And I don't mean to step on toes when I when I when I talk about this topic today. So please, I'm not trying to be bitter as a blind person or whatever the case. But I've noticed this a lot in my life, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful. But why is it? And maybe I'm, I hope I don't say this wrong. I have seen some sighted people, not very many, but some enough that it brings it to my attention that they don't respect, they think because you're blind, you're not real smart, or they don't respect you. They don't treat you. You know, for example, I'll give one example. The other day, at a lady called me from Florida, our house, there was a problem with the air conditioner, and she couldn't get the water on. Well, she didn't know that the neighbor had turned off the water because there was a water leak, you know, outside on the on the um, sprinkler system. But she accused me very seriously. Well, you don't know enough. She said, you can't see. You you probably just had your water cut off and you didn't pay your bill. You're you're you know, you didn't do that. Well that wasn't the case at all. And I had a hard time. So then she said, Well, you know, you've got to watch repairmen because you're blind and they're automatically gonna take advantage of you or people will think, you know, you're you're blind and you can't do this, you can't do that. So, anyone else on the panel got an opinion so far? 
Well, you got to consider the source with her because she was the one that wanted to call the social service agency that didn't think we should live by ourselves in the house in the first place. So, well, that's I true. But the source. she just, but she's. <laughs> I just, wouldn't get too bent out of shape about what she thought. No, but she's just one of a long line. I'm not just. I'm just using her because she was an easy example to come to mind. I think there will always be a disparity between blind people and sighted people. And I thought it was getting better in the 80s when I got hired to work for the state of New York. But I'm seeing that now we're in the year 2019 and it's not getting better. I think in many respects it's getting much worse. Um, people's attitudes, uh, well, we've got a Republican administration in office. I'm not sure if that's the reason, but I think the attitudes are definitely, definitely, definitely there. I, I can tell you a story quickly as well. I went to the Association for the Blind in Albany to buy uh, Braille paper. This is back in 1980 when I first started working for the state. I knew I needed to take notes. We were in a training program, and, and I needed to have a Braille, you know, a use of Braille. And I go into the a gift shop or the store that the Association for the Blind has, and I said, I'd like, I'd like, uh, I'd like a pound of, I'd like a, your, I forgot how many pounds it was. It was a box of Braille paper. She goes, are you sure you can afford to buy it? And I felt very insulted, and I said, excuse me, lady, if I wasn't able to afford it, I wouldn't be coming to your agency to buy the Braille paper. This is I'm not asking for charity. Now, can I give you my credit card, or can I pay for it in cash? Which can we do? And I wasn't really nice to her, and I maybe I should have been, but I really felt very insulted by that. Because if I, if, I, I really felt that if, if I go to a place and they say to me, well, you can't afford it, they're, they're saying that well, all blind people don't work. And blind people don't have any money. And I understand that stereotype. But I felt I felt rather offended by that. So that's all I'm going to say. Well, they make assumptions. Well, we went to the bank one time, and we were going to open an account for the Alumni Association. And now this was the bank manager, one of them we were talking to. And he said, well, you better not do that. You might lose your food stamps. Well, we're not, neither one of us, on food stamps. Well, because because there's always that uh, disparity, Jennifer, because the, how many times have you looked at it says there's always about a 75 percent or more unemployment rate among blind people it never seems to change. But we know it's probably more. And so they think that that if you're blind, you're unemployed and you're not you're not uh, you're not pr- producing a, a productive member of society. We have Bill. We have yeah. uh, Buddy and we have Pamela Francis with hands raised. Hold on one yeah. second. Bill. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bill. Which one do you want to go first? You want uh, yeah. Let's give Buddy a chance. Bill's had three shots already. Just hold on, Bill. Just a second. Go ahead, Buddy. Bill, good morning. Uh, Jeff and everyone. And I've got Marjorie on here. Uh, both of us have worked in employment for the um, the the, um, the general public, and we've not had a good experience. So, Phil, Adal, you tell yours first. I'll, I'll share a story about no respect. Um when I was 18 years old, my aunt and I went to a clothing store, and my aunt was also blind. Well, they were helping us, and uh, we heard two of the clerks discussing. We were buying my school clothes, and we overheard two of the clerks discussing at the clothing store. They were wondering if we would have the money to pay for it. <laughs> Good lord, for the clothes. Well, but that's the that is always the assumption, March. That's it, always the assumption. I know. I think Double that, standard. Yeah, and we just you know sort of laughed you know on the way home you know, and I said, "Did you hear that conversation?" And my aunt's like, "Oh yeah, 
I don't pay any attention because she was a lot older, of course, and had been through, you know, the things. She said, I heard it. It doesn't bother me anymore. But hey, I was 18, and it did bother me. But Marge, I got to tell you another story quickly, and I and we'll get to uh, the other. But I was renting an apartment, and when I, went, when I signed the lease, the landlord said, are you sure you could afford to live here? Well, buddy, if I couldn't afford to live here, I wouldn't be asking. You I wouldn't be, be staying I wouldn't there. be staying there. Come on, give me a break. You well, know. So, well, one more quick story. Buddy and I were dating, and we lived in the same apartment building. I was upstairs, and he was downstairs. Well, one day, the manager. Now, I was working and everything, and Buddy was in the process of getting employed, and I was already working, doing medical transcription. And he, the manager, took Buddy aside and asked him if maybe that he knew of this assisted living place and would be consider going there. <laughs> and I worked, uh, I worked employment um, for um, Rockwell for two years. I put bolts on washers and they, they wouldn't even let a mobility instructor in there. And I thought, oh, I've got it made finally. I've got a, a good job. Because I had worked for Courier Piano Company, I had tuned pianos. I tuned thirty a day. I shoved them out every twenty-two minutes. I tuned, t- twisted every pin, and uh, I, I was fine-tuning six a day. And they said, "You're going to do factory tuning." And I said, "No way, I'll do thirty. Um, most of the time, a twenty was the minimum, and you did thirty, thirty-five a day. And I had that job till the plant closed. Then when I went to, to Rockwell, after two years of being there as a temp, they never brought my check for a few weeks. And I said, "Look." I'm not. I'm not uh, helpless. If you want me to work, I'll be glad. But I'm not going to stand here and work for nothing. And finally, they brought my check, and they then they got a robot to do my job, and they shoved me out the door. And I thought well, I'm going to be here permanently. I thought maybe I would be an employee because I got up to ninety thousand bolts a day. And the robot, they had the the nerve to even put the robot on the um, floor and let it beep beep and it, it went up a track it put the bolts on you didn't have i said well this is uh planned obsolescence because i knew i was going to be replaced and i said you don't have to pay it uh they didn't have to pay benefits they paid me six a day and uh, tempor- uh friday temporary services got three and a half for, to do nothing just to just to be there and the, the, the robot took my job i said well you don't have to put do anything but put oil in it put electricity in it and do maintenance and uh, then that then i went to work after that for industry supply for 23 years and that's just just uh, one of those things that just happened and uh, i thought it'll never change because if they decide they want you for a tax write-off or whatever that's just the way it is and by the way while i'm thinking about it there is a new Victor Stream update. Uh, when you turn it on, I'm talking about the second generation. My Victor Trek will be here today or tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but uh, it boots up in three seconds. And I know we've all got little things about human wear. We like it and we don't. But we like our streams no matter if it works great. Okay, and it'll do better. But there's a new stri- update for the second generation, so that that's my story. That's uh, I don't know if it'll ever change. I've even gone recently into restaurants, and I said, "Well, Mike, you can hire me back there." And he kind of laughed and I said, "I'm not going to burn. The- I know how to use a deep fat fryer. But you don't think they'd let a blind person uh, cook with a deep fat fryer? No way. You'd burn the place down in five minutes. You know that." So <laughs> I kind of just quit bringing the subject up because it was kind of. 
it, it was kind of a hurtful thing to say, and I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll I'll, I'll find something else. But it, it, it's the way it is. It's the dark ages. Uh, um, Margie had a good job doing medical transcription, and the guy's our friend. He gave her everything in the world. Uh, he gave her a, a chance, and uh, the, the, if they're willing to do it, they will, and if they won't, they just won't. And I'm, I agree with you, Jeff. It's, it's getting worse. It's not getting worse. Uh, not only that, you uh, and we do have some people raising hands, buddy, so I don't mean to cut you off, but I can Sorry? tell you right okay. now, it's it's getting worse, but but you, you can't, you can legislate all you want. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you say. You can say we have affirmative action, but you will do this, you will do that. But the big problem that you have if you're visually impaired is that you cannot, I'll say it over and over again, you cannot legislate attitudes. And the more people no, think can't. that they can, they can't. Uh, Bill, no, Bill can't. we have uh, we have Pamela. Okay, uh, Pam, you uh, go ahead, and then we'll get to Bill. Go ahead, Pam. Uh, okay, uh, this is not an employment story, though I've, I've got a few of those the most recent story I was on a plane with um, headed to Florida and there was a gal that was sitting next to me a young kid that was headed to her niece's wedding and she given the fact that she noticed that I was blind all the way from Charlotte to Orlando this woman talked about how she marveled about the fact that I was on an airplane by myself I'm thinking she says she's gonna she was headed to this 18 year old kid's graduation she says, I'm going to tell my niece about you and just tell her that she can get out and go places and do things. I'm thinking, okay. And I just flat told her, I said, look, I've traveled the country. I've done anything I've wanted to do. My my lack of vision does not stop. That's great. That's a, that's a good story. One yeah. more. We have one more from, um, uh, what's it called? Joe and Ellen. I think it's Ellen. One of them. Go, go ahead, guys. One of them. Go ahead, please. I just unmuted them. I don't know what's going on. Joe, Ellen. Well, well, if they don't, we've got Bill in Chicago. Bill. Okay, I'll just. Oh, go, okay. Go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. I don't. It's not muted. I don't understand why we're not hearing her. Well, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know you muted. I didn't see it muted. Uh, as far as working, uh, of course, I've worked all my life because uh, I was born and raised in the farm, and I even worked at a grain elevator when uh, I couldn't. My vision wasn't that great. I mean, I uh, took bags of feed and put them in the trucks and tr- trucks and trailers for people and off the loading dock, and I worked the whole thing. Sometimes I couldn't even tell where the edge of the loading dock was. I just knew the number of steps. Not every, I never had any problem where I grew up. Everybody around me knew I had a vision problem and I did anything I wanted to do. And when I started working, of course, I worked the same place 15 and a half years. I had no problem with that except I think I told this story before. When I went to the interview, the manager of the uh, facility, uh, it's a big private club, he said, I understand. I see where you graduated from the Indiana School for the Blind. I said, yeah. I said, well, how much can you see? Well, I had some surgery then, so I could see well enough to read some print with a magnifying glass and and that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I said, as far as I'm classified legal, but I said, I'm going to tell you one thing up front. He said, what's that? I said, if I walk out here and go go down the stairs and I step in a bucket or step on a broom or something on the step that's not supposed to be there, I said, or you could do the same thing. You you might not notice it yourself. I said, I'll sue you to the hilt. And he just looked at me and he said, 
you're really straightforward, aren't you? I said, you're right, I'm straightforward, I'll tell you the facts. And he just turned to me and said, you're hired. So, well, then, and I've never had any trouble shopping, and I've been, I've been to stores and that, and when I go to the banks and that, I never had any trouble with banks and that. I might ask somebody, they said, well, can you sign this? Well, can you, okay, I said, uh, point to where you want me to sign it or put my finger on that spot, and I'll sign the thing. I've never had anybody really really oh. saying to me here in, in the city now i mean i may may have people like oh the poor blind man or something like that but i never had anybody really come out and say it and in the neighborhood where i live everybody knows in fact i cut my own grass and they can't amaze how i cut grass and all i can see is light perception now and hmm. i mow my own grass and everything else and so i mean it just i think a lot of it is it, it the things have changed I can tell you that. I mean, it, the whole the whole thing has changed. Just like the other day, they had it, not even just the blind, but ratio and everything else. It's all all changed because the other day I saw on the news where some girl went into uh, in Texas to work at a subway, and she was she happened to be black. And the guy, the manager, said, "Oh, I can't hire you." And he used the N word because they bleeped it out off on the news, and because we can't, I don't want you in here and get out. Well, she complained. Well, they fired the manager. Now Subway's thinking about hiring her as the manager of that place. And they're and they're also going to be doing sensitivity training for all the employees who work at Subway. That's, well, that's yeah, the next right, thing right, I heard. Yeah, right, right, right. And then, yeah, there's a place, another place that had sensitivity training. Uh, Sephora. Was it today or yes? Yeah, right. Where they closed that, the that's store. That's closed for, today, as a matter of it. Yeah, is it today? I know it was yesterday. Today, I forget what day they yeah. did it. Yeah, I know they did that too. But so, I mean, it just it's it's in everything. I mean, it's not just. No, no, no. Blind no, no, people, no, no. Course, blind people have a harder time because I think because if you you know they right away they think well, a poor blind guy can't do anything you know I mean, okay, well, it, that's it, just the way people are. Yeah. You can't like Jeff says you can't change attitudes. No, yeah, I, you, I, you know what uh, uh, you know. I, I got a text message from Jr. and I got to I got to agree with you, Jr. They want to sit there and legislate whether you can declaw your cat or not in New York State. They're passing legislation that says you can't declaw your cat. Okay, I, I get that. I think that's a good idea. But what I'm thinking is, why don't we play class more legislation and do more work on making sure that people who are disabled get employed than worrying about declawing cats? But that's just my opinion. So, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I heard that, too. There you go. There you go. But, you know, <laughs> the, the one thing that, you know, I'm not even talking about private industry so much. And that happens. It happens with the government. It's people, you know. But many families, uh, especially Blind people have been alienated from family because even family members are not treating them with respect or, you know. Oh, yeah, that goes on. That happened back when I was in school. There was one girl, I won't mention her name, but, I mean, she she lived in uh, Paoli, Indiana. And she would go home in the summer, and her parents would stick her in a rocking chair and let her sit there all day, and she couldn't even do anything except get and go to the bathroom and then come to the table and they wouldn't even let her help set the dishes or anything on the table or do anything and she came back she was glad to come back to school because she could do things right so now that was her parents right. there it's it's just as harmful in that type of situation do we have any more comments and this this carries over to other things too for example 
you go maybe get somebody to cut your grass or whatever and we've had them where they've come to actually shovel the sidewalks and just take say they did it or take the money and run now that that's an individual situation you know that you can't blame on all contractors and you maybe these people would do it decided people too i don't know if or elderly or somebody that they could take advantage of i'm just thinking of that as one example or the guy that said he was a nice christian man to come to fix our tree and whatever and whatever and when he didn't do it and he was confronted uh, he lost his Christianity real quick with his language and his actions. So you just never know. Uh, let's see. Do we have a raised hand, Jeff? Hold on a second. I see it's. I know it's either Joe or Ellen. I, I will try to unmute you guys and see if we can get you again. Uh, go ahead. It's okay. I got it. It's it's Ellen. Um, I got stories too. See, I get it twice because. Not only because of my lack of vision, but also because I'm in a wheelchair. And so I had a situation where I, this is a homeless guy. He came along. I was selling the newspaper, and uh, he came along, and he, he was talking with his buddy. He thought I could not do a thing. I'm sitting there reading a magazine, and I slammed that thing down. I went over to him, and I said, you better go before you, while you still can, because I'm about to hurt you, you know, because <laughs> I didn't take that at all. And then you talk about family members. I've, I've got my sister, my mom, they underestimate what I can do. And fortunately, my dad didn't do that. But my mom and my sister, she, my sister still does it to some extent, but not as much so it's all about education we have we as but we have to educate the sighted world as to what we do yeah we do and it takes one person at a time you've got to you know convince mm-hmm. them it just takes one person at a time one thing that you might that's be able to do to turn them around and it, it does and that's it some people you'll never change, but at least if you change some of them, then the world's a better place. Thank you, Ellen. Let's see. Do we have anybody else, Jeff? I see Pam, Pam's hand is raised again, but I think that was from before. And, if, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Pam. Um, um, I'll, I'll unmute you for a second here. Sorry, Go ahead, Pam. Let's, did you did you have hands raised again? Because I didn't want to. Yes. I didn't want to leave you out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, I do. Uh, I can tell you that uh, you were talking about I I raised my hand again Bill when you were talking about somebody cutting your grass or performing a service of some sort when I uh, had my other house and was married to someone without vision there was a gentleman who used to come and cut my grass there and he would not the only way that he wanted to get paid is if my husband came to the door to pay him because he couldn't see what he had done versus versus when I went to the door I could see whether or not he had cut the grass now you know that that in itself isn't fair um, I can also tell you that the year before my mom passed away I went to Alaska 
And when I all the way up there for a week, no one asked me the typical question, what are you doing being blind so far from home? I did what I had to do, Got came home, and my mother said to me, I'll never forget it, she was always one who, who figured I couldn't take care of myself, even though I lived on my own and had raised my kids. She says, well, you made it to and from Alaska. You'll be all right. Well, then maybe that's one way you earned her respect. Yep. So if that's what it took, then that's what it took. Well, I went up there to retrieve some paperwork for her due to the fact that we had heritage up there. My aunt, who had lived there, had was had passed away but before she did she she had written her autobiography and had got she had quite a few accolades that I was able to get a museum curator to read to me and copy pictures and that type of thing before I in order to bring it back to mom very and, very good Jeff do we have anybody else but I know we're reaching the top of the hour hold on a second Bill, did you want to say something one more time? Yeah, real quick. Uh, Ellen mentioned her mother and her sister. Well, I kind of had that same problem when I was real young. My mother and them thought I couldn't do anything. And when I went away to school, I saw all these kids down there doing stuff. So I came home, and she started that up again. I said, look, I just told her one day. I got mad, and I said, look, if you don't let me do it and leave me alone, and I can take care of it and do it myself, I'm not coming home next on the next vacation for the summer. I'm going to find someplace else to stay. So sometimes you have to take a stand. Right. I'm not going to mess with you, Bill. I promise. I promise. (laughs) I'll mess with him on Friday. I'll see him on Friday. Yeah, right, 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 right. I'll see you on Friday. I'll give you a hard time on Friday. Uh I'm going to have the Don and Jerry with me when I come. Yeah, you better. It's going to take three of you. Uh, do we need anybody else? If, no, I think we. Can, I think we're ready for Dave's. Uh, I think we're ready for Dave's demo. Dave and Chris, are you ready to go? Or yeah, we're ready. We to are. Go. Yeah, and of course we have. We all have stories. But oh, do you want to tell us a quick story before? Uh, I'll tell you one quick one. I was working at Services for the Blind, and I went up to uh, Department of Human Services office in one of the counties, and I was a new employee, and they didn't know me. And when I walked in with a cane, they were really cranky with me. And they're like, sit down, take a seat over there, you know. And I said, excuse me, um, I'm here to find out if you have any referrals for services for the blind. And boy, did they ever change their tune. It was amazing. Oh. But they made that assumption because I had a cane, I was there to apply for services. We're not going to mess around with you, Chris. I promise. Sure. I swear to God, I will never mess around with you, Chris. I'm I had an interesting. Yeah. Go, interesting. Ahead, go ahead, Dave. I'd had an interesting thing happen to me just last week, I guess it was. And we were at um, one of the restaurants, and um, there were some younger girls, I guess, if you want to call them girls. Well, they weren't ladies, I'll put yeah, it that way. Right. And. Chris and my sister had went up to the uh, buffet, and I was sitting at the table. And usually, if I'm sitting there, I'm just looking straight ahead, minding my own business. And these girls, I guess they realized that I couldn't see 
And the one girl was telling the other one, oh, give him the finger. I think they thought you were pretending. I don't know what they were doing. And they were they were doing all kinds of stuff. And it was totally ridiculous. And I I didn't want to I didn't want to say too much because I didn't want to. It was a Chinese uh, restaurant and I didn't want to get trouble started. But it really should have. Well, Somebody Donna, should have Donna, said something. Yeah, you didn't want to. My sister, she has a temper, so I didn't want to say <laughs> I didn't want to say anything to get her fired up. So, Boy, But they carried on like that for a little while, but, you know, whatever. People yeah, were about just... 15 minutes they were. <clears throat> My sister, I remember growing up, and she used to take me any place. My brother, he was kind of ashamed to walk with me all these places, but my sister, she didn't care. And she would take me to the store and somebody would stare or make a comment and she would just walk over to him and say take a picture it lasts longer there you go my mom i asked her what i asked my mom what she used to do when people stared and she said i would stare back and make them look away first yeah there's there's people that would not i remember i went into the pharmacy one day and he handed me this bottle or whatever and I said well what is this the instructions and he pointed to the cab driver and said and my cab driver spoke up and said I'm the cab driver not the reader that's what my dad used to tell people when yeah. he drove for me I, said, I, I love it going to the restaurant Chris and my ex-wife Kristen and I are at the restaurant and, and the waitress goes to Kristen well what will he want and Kristen goes I don't know I can't read minds if I could read minds I'd be making a lot more money than you are ask him he can talk he can hear. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. We hear that a lot. You know, they think they think that because you can't see that you can't hear either. Right. Or you're stupid, or whatever the yeah. case may be. Jennifer, do you have anything to add before we wrap this up? I just remember sometimes, sometimes when you go to the restaurants, they talk to you like they like they think you. Maybe uh, don't understand what they're saying. They'll they'll talk to you real slow, either like you're deaf or you're. I say I'm a little bit of both. So you just do the best you can, you know. So do the best you Pick can. Which one? Right. So, but the people, and I know you've got to earn respect. But some people blatantly, and not all. There's so many good people. And, you know, we Do you positive. think that part of that some, for some people, not all of them, obviously, but for some people, they don't think that we could do anything because they think of what, how they would be if it happened to them? Possibly. Possibly. I read a study, Jennifer, that said that people feel that the being blind is the worst disability that you could have. I could think of a lot more disabilities that I could have that I would really rather not have. And blindness is certainly not the worst disability, but there are people, there are people's perceptions that are worst, that blindness right. is the worst thing that you could have. Oh, but if, but if you're sighted, they probably think that that takes away their whole independence to not right. be able to see. So, well, you know a what? Good, a good friend of mine lost his legs. He was working for the railroad and he was welding on the tracks and two engines came together. Somebody wasn't paying attention. Anyway, uh, when he recovered, he had two artificial legs. And he told me, he said, I would rather be blind than have the disability I have. See, because... But a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people would rather be 
the the study I read said that people would rather have cancer than be blind. Oh. Well, you can find us, that's that's pretty sad, isn't it, Chris? Think about yeah. it. It really is sad. Well, you know, my I, I know someone who's losing his sight because of Usher syndrome, and he's gonna have a, he's having a very very hard time because he was he was this was a guy who worked starting at the age of seven or eight with a paper out and continued working all of his life, and all of a sudden his world is really he's realizing now that his world is upside down because of his visual impairment. I think it's harder for someone like him than for someone like us who have never been able to see to really get adjusted and do things. That That's that's the real issue. So that's all I'm going to say on that topic. True, true, true. I guess this probably is about as good at any point to stop this. We can continue this at some other time or even after our Dave's presentation today, and then we got to get in a quick recipe because Chris has to cook and that good kind of stuff. All right, guys, you're going to do something on troubleshooting today. Is that correct? That's correct. We're going to show you how to use an AM radio to troubleshoot equipment and do all kinds of things. You know, you would uh, an AM radio can be used for things other than music. So they actually, that's, well, but that's about yep. what the AM radio is worth anymore. So we'll we'll stand by and listen to this and come back. But here we go. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting demo. Today, we are going to do something a little bit different. I have some pieces of equipment that are not working right now, and I am going to attempt to demonstrate to you folks how to use an AM radio to be able to troubleshoot the problems that I am having with some of this stuff. And um, as Chris can tell you, you know, that a lot of times um, there are things, uh, for example, you can't tell, for example, if a battery pack is on or if it's off, like one of those little gizmos that you use to charge your iPhones and stuff like that, because some of them have buttons on it. And you can't always find the light that's on there because the light is so small that even a light probe sometimes won't pick it up. Or you may not have a light probe. Right. And if you don't have a light probe, you might run into a problem. Unless you depend on Ira or somebody to, uh, to be able to tell you where that light's on. But this can save you a lot of time. And maybe some money if you don't want to spend your minute with Ira that way. That's right. <laughs> and if I could save a buck, you can bet I'm going to do it. So, <clears throat> problem number one that I have is I have a uh, remote control, uh, I believe is the problem. My AC air conditioner system in the garage is not working. Um, and so you, you got to have a remote control in order to make this thing work. So I, I got the remote control. And what I need to tell you is um, 
This is an a infrared remote control, which is the type that when you aim it, you have to aim it directly at whatever you're using it with. Like, like a lot it, of the TVs. Right. If it's a TV, you aim the remote at the TV and turn the TV on and off with it. In this case, uh, if, if it is a radio-controlled remote, you're going to use FM, an FM radio, instead of an AM radio. But today, we're going to use an AM radio. And so, I have this remote in my hand, and I want to find out if the remote is working. So, I've got an AM radio right here. And uh, this is good old Smokey. He can do anything. <laughs> He's a special radio. Anyway, not really, but he works good. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to turn this radio on, and I'm going to put it on uh, somewhere around 900 on the AM dial. So when I turn this on... turned on and I'm around down around 900 on the uh, AM dial I'll turn it down just a little bit so it doesn't overpower my recorder and I'll bring my recorder over here a little closer and <clears throat> okay so I have the remote in my hand and, and I'm, I'm suspecting that this this remote is not working so I'm gonna press a button on the remote to see if it's working. If it's working, I'm going to get some noises out of the AM radio. And they're very prevalent noises, so you won't have any problem or shouldn't have any problem hearing these noises if it's working. So I'm pressing the button right now. Anyway, I'm just picking any button on the remote and this happened to be a menu button I believe and I'll press that okay and nothing is happening I'm not hearing anything except the hissing noise of the radio so the first thing I will do the very first thing you do when you know you got a problem with the remote is check the batteries. So I will do that and uh, I will put some batteries in it and I'll be right back. <clears throat> okay, I'm back now and I have put some batteries in this remote. And um, Chris reminded me to point this out. Uh, when you're using an AM radio to troubleshoot, try to put it somewhere around the 900 area, but you want to put it on a place where there is no radio station coming in because it can be the noises that you're looking for can be confused with a, with a radio station's carrier or something like that. So you don't want that... You don't want anything there. You and also I can, might want to not want to do it when it's storming and lightning. And, and even though right now I have this around 900, I'm getting just a little bit of, we got a lot of battery chargers and stuff like that in our house. And there's just a slight bit of 
interference, but not enough to hurt anything. So anyway, I got some batteries and I put the batteries in the remote control and I'm gonna try to press one of the buttons on the remote. about the batteries but maybe you need to know if your buttons are actually making contact that's right because you know sometimes the remotes go the the buttons will go bad and then of course when you press the buttons and you don't get anything out of your radio then you know you got a remote that's most likely no good so what i'm going to do now i'm going to walk out here to my garage which is what i'm doing now and I'm gonna walk over here to my AC unit now, and I'm gonna try my remote control by pressing the power button on the remote. And we'll see. Okay, it did turn it on. We know that the AC is now working correctly. So we've taken care of the remote. I didn't have any buttons stuck on the remote. The AM radio told me, well, it didn't tell me. Uh, I heard it on the AM radio. Uh, the noise that I knew that the remote was working and when I took it out and tried it with the air conditioner unit in the garage it did turn it on and off which is what I wanted it to do and I also pressed the menu button to make sure that it switched menus and it did so we're in good shape there another thing that you can do with this and most people probably don't realize you could do this but on a lot of older cars um, and some of the newer cars if you need to get an engine code out of the uh, computer in the car if, you know say the computer or the car won't start for whatever reason it might turn over but it might not start and so you need to know um, if the computer in your car is showing a code and um, in a lot for a lot of cars and especially the older cars they make this little gizmo it's it's a little key and right around the bottom part of the dash pretty much underneath where the steering wheel is but down uh, at the bottom of the dash where it sort of starts to go underneath there's a 
kind of looks like a um, computer port, which is pretty much what it is. And they make these little uh, keys that you can plug in there, and all they are are just two little pieces of metal. Uh, it's a metal thing with two two little points on it, and you plug that into that computer port. Well, that's not normally going to help us because we can't see what's on the dash. So, if you use an A&I, I can't demonstrate that right now because I don't have a car here. <laughs> but I've repaired a lot of cars and found and troubleshooted the computers on a lot of cars and was able to do this. Um, so, but what happens is every time there is a a change in the digital display which shows up in the car. Um, like for example, in, in the older cars, it's a it's a dash light will flash. For example, if the code is uh, twenty six, which I believe is a map sensor. Uh, I'm sorry, um, a TPS or a throttle position sensor. Um, code 26 comes up, what will happen is you'll get two quick pops in the AM radio, as long as you have it somewhere down around 900 or so on the, on the dial. Sometimes at the very beginning of the dial for dash lights, for the, for the radio to pick that up, it might be a little stronger at 1600, for example, on the dial of the AM radio. So if it's a code 26, for example, it'll flash two times real quick, like blip, blip. Then it'll pause, and then it will flash quickly, like click, 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 click. You'll hear, come out of the radio. For your six. So that's for the number six. So the two quick ones is the two, and the six quick ones are the, the, uh, the, the number six. Now, sometimes, if you... Uh, Say the battery goes dead in your iPhone, and uh, you don't know whether the phone is on or off because, uh, you know, it's not doing anything. Maybe it quit working. Yeah, it might have quit working. You know, who knows? Uh, we had that happen, actually, once. Yeah, actually, we did. And the way that we found out that the problem was actually inside the, you know, the, the phone that we couldn't do anything about uh, was because when we used an AM radio to find out whether the phone was turning on, uh, we weren't getting any signal from the radio, any noise from the radio. So I have my iPhone here. And I've got it turned off. I'm going to turn the radio up a little bit so that the recorder can pick it up. And then I'm going to press the power button on the iPhone. Hold it in. And it's firing up. should have picked up the noise so I know that the phone is on. Portrait. Okay. Of course you get confirmation from the phone if everything is good. Yeah. But and if that, everything's that just said, 
portrait, which means I could put my password in and I'm ready to go. Because voiceover's on, but if if um, things aren't working correctly or, I don't know, somehow voiceover got turned off and you didn't realize it when you shut the... I don't know. All kinds of things could happen, yeah, but it was, it's just you a would, good way to. You would be able to turn. You would be able to tell that the phone is on because of the radio, uh, but you may not have uh, speech or anything like that. So, turn this radio down. So, if if you didn't have any speech, then you could. Uh, if, if, if the radio is telling you that your phone is on, but you don't have any speech, then you might try uh, turning your speech on and, uh, and see if that brings it back. Or if it's not working at all and doesn't come on, and you do that two or three times, then uh, you know it's really nothing you can do anything about, and what? you should probably call your yeah, what, what Apple she, or whoever. What she's talking about is if you... If, if you uh, don't get any signal out of the radio after you hold. And some of these phones, by the way, you've got to hold that power button in for about four seconds. Or more. That's, or more. That's, and that, that's changed over the last couple updates that they've done. And that's another good way to know if you held it in long enough. Maybe, maybe it's you maybe it's the phone so that's another good way to find that out so chris is right it's always it's always a a good idea to try it a couple times to make sure that the phone is on and then of course if 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 you still have the phone against your radio and you turn the, the you turn your phone off that noise that it was making in the radio will disappear and you'll just get the rushing noise like uh like you got now on the radio, white noise, we'll call it. Now, one of the things that I found is a little bit difficult to tell whether it is on or off is a wireless keyboard. And um, now I'm talking about computer wireless keyboards, not the musical keyboards. And um, Some of them have a switch and some of them don't. Yeah, and the ones that don't have a switch... If you're not getting any response out of them, you might want to find out if it is the keyboard or if it's the computer. Or the batteries. Or the batteries. So um, you can also use the AM radio to do the same thing as it did with the remotes. And um, I'm going to... I have a wireless keyboard here. And this could be a problem because this keyboard also is solar so if it doesn't get a charge and the battery goes dead this would be one way to tell um, it, this one does have a switch um, but we have one that does but we have we have one that doesn't have a, or uh, we have a couple that don't have a switch and you can get the same results if you press one of the keys and turn up the uh, radio, which I'm going to do here in just a second. I'm going to turn the radio up. I've got it on a blank station somewhere around 900. Um, you can sort of play with the frequencies there um, because it uh, every device comes in on a, on a different frequency, but they're all they all seem to be up and around that range of 900 on the AM. 
So anyway, I've got the radio turned up, and uh, I'm going to press, I'm going to turn the switch on on the uh, keyboard, and I'm going to press any one of the keys on the keyboard. And let me get my recorder over here. can sort of hear the buzz. Mm-hmm. One key, another key, another key. So you can see <clears throat> that it, it, it's telling me that the keyboard itself is re- is working. So I know I don't have a problem with this, and I, I knew that I didn't have a problem with this uh, keyboard, but I wanted to show you how how it works. And of course, if I turn the switch off on the keyboard and I turn my radio back up, turn it back on, I guess that would help. Okay, now if I press any of the keys, nothing is happening. Turn my switch back on and press one of the keys. And as you can hear, it works. Um, You know, there's a lot of devices out there to be able to read things and, and, and things like that. But they don't always, there are a lot of circumstances where the reading devices like, um, oh, I don't know, your iPhone or something like that, it can't, in most cases, can't tell you whether something is on or off. You have to depend on like a Seeing AI app or something like that or Be My Eyes or Ira, you know, whatever the case may be. And... Uh, the stuff might not be available uh, depending on what you're doing at the time. Um, and some of the work that I get into, I can't have a, uh, a phone on my belt clip, or, you know, clipped onto my belt, or I can't have a phone in my shirt pocket because I'm working underneath something or whatever. Just as easy to use an AM radio. And I also use it to find loose connections on uh, circuit boards, like uh, what they call cold solder joints. And uh, some of you guys would know what they are, where a, a part is supposed to be soldered into the board and it comes loose after age or, or maybe the f- factory missed a solder joint. And if the solder joint is just loose, and you and you take uh, a pencil um, and you just tap on the circuit board and you tap each one of the connections until you find the one that actually came loose, and then you solder it, and that's the end of your problem. We've also used it to find the outdoor sensor for the indoor-outdoor thermometer when it got blown off the side of the house and buried in some snow. That was the one that goes with these uh, talking clocks uh, that you can get like through independent living aids or uh, maxi aids. Uh, 
it has a separate sensor that goes outside. It's wired. It's wireless, and ours ours it blew away. Um, we noticed the temperature wasn't changing. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out. Uh, I knew that I would have trouble trying to find it, and I got to thinking about it because the the sensor for the clock transmits a signal to the clock every 15 seconds. And so what I discovered, um, <clears throat> I had a good sensor here, and I checked with the good sensor to get a frequency on the radio. And here again, the, 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 it varies in, in frequencies depending on the clock that you have or the thermometer you have, sensor you have with your clock. They'll vary about, about maybe oh, three stations or whatever, like you know, maybe from 9.10 to 9.50 or something like that on AM. And you can check your... Uh... Anyway, the, uh, I was able to find... Uh, I had a, I put a preset in my radio for, I think it was 9.30, I believe is what it was, the preset I set it for. And so I went outside and, you know, I'm looking around and I'm waiting. It, I had to wait every 15 seconds till I got a, I started to pick up a signal. And I found the sensor underneath the, buried underneath the snow. So um, I would have never been able to find it otherwise, especially in the winter with uh, six inches of snow on the ground. That was a pretty good thing. The AM radio <clears throat> saved the day one more time. Well, we realize this isn't a very long demo, but um, we hope uh, that you folks can get some use out of these ideas that work for Chris and myself and um, there are many times when we use the AM radio so that's all the time we have for this demo if you have any questions you can email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org that's Bill at BillSparks.org and, and if he doesn't uh, have the answers, he'll get a hold of us and uh, we'll make sure that you get the answers to the questions you might have. Or you may contact us during this live broadcast if you have any comments or questions regarding this demo by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound again. You will be asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time, and you will be here where you can talk directly to all the panel. Well, that's it for now for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo. Very exciting. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Uh, can I say something real quick, Bill? <laughs> yes, this is Bill in Chicago. Hey, Dave. Uh, the reason I'm going to tell you, my uncle was chief mechanic for Eckridge, and he used to do that to set the timing on the trucks. If he had a truck out on the highway, 
somewhere, and you had to go out and fix it. You retime it with an AM with an AM transistor radio. Yeah, it it's amazing. I've, I've done timing and and with the with the newer hey, cars. With with the newer cars, you can you can plug in uh, to the you know to the port, and you can use it to adjust uh, to adjust the timing and stuff like that. It, it's it's amazing. The radio can do things you never thought was possible. Right. Okay. That was all from me. I used to um, use it. Well, my grandpa had dementia, and he used to go in and turn all the knobs on his TV to one end. (laughs) (laughs) Vertical, horizontal, and and all that stuff. And I was able to set set them back with an AM radio, and all the all the sighted people in my household could never figure out how I could do that. Yeah, I used to to tune my television set, Tim, to show you how, and I can't do it anymore because you don't hear those. But in the old days, you could hear the high frequency of the horizontal and the vertical, and you could actually tune the TV. If it was off, you could actually tune the picture with the the sound. You could actually hear it and tune it. Remember those days, Dave? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't hear those high frequencies. I can't either anymore. No, I can't either. Well, and it's not there anymore either. Yeah, what, but even even on the older ones, I have a little trouble. I I can if I put uh, some high powered earbuds on or something. But I'll be very truthful. I'm really not happy with what's going on with AM radio. But we could talk about this all night, and I, I don't think Bill wants us to. But everything gets into AM radio. I have a I, a friend of mine passed away about three weeks ago, and he and he has an estate, and I got his GE Super Radio, the Super Radio Two. I thought it would be great in this complex. I am bombarded with so much interference on AM that it's just it, it is it is almost unusable, which which yeah. I was upset about. And everything causes interference. I mean, I have a router, I have a computer, I have a cable box. Even if it's not in the same room with the radio, it still gets every and everyone in the building has that stuff, and and everyone in the building is wireless. Everyone in the building has routers. It's impossible to listen to AM radio here. And note taker chargers. Oh, yeah, well, yeah I, 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 that's bad. why. That's why I broke your note taker charger, Chris. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that <laughs> to you. But <laughs> well, that, that is another thing too. If you have a if you have a router and you want to find if you want to if you, if you're not near the computer but you're near the router when it's connected, it will make a. Um, you can actually hear data. You know, if it's if it's actually connected. yeah, you can. Changing, yeah. so you can you can use it for and, that. And then there's something at night that the, when I, my neighbor turns on, maybe it's a ceiling fan, but it, it goes beep 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 beep, beep <laughs> all, all night long, and then it turns then in the middle in the morning it's turned off. I don't I don't know what it is. I I, I have no idea what it is. At like ten o'clock at night, I want to listen to WINS in New York because I can hear them at night a lot of times. Can't listen to it. Can't listen to any, any AM radio. Can't like I love to do AMDX. Can't do it. Well, we have. Uh neighbors that put up christmas displays that'll do it and uh so i can't listen to a lot of am long distance am reception between um usually they start theirs right at thanksgiving and they end it about the 10th or 15th of january oh Oh, what about what about the cord i have a panasonic cordless phone that gets into my am radio yeah 
Yeah, they're pretty bad. That and way. I don't know what else to do, Dave. I got, I, I mean, the Chargers near my bed. So if I want to answer the phone, it's always on the Charger. You know, for some, you know, you, you can't win. You yeah, can't Chargers, win. Chargers are are the worst enemy for interference. In fact, that's how you can tell whether they're working. <laughs> my cell phone gets yeah. it, but my cell phone isn't. As, but I would think the Apple would have been bad, but it's not as bad as others. No, no, the Apple's the iPhones are pretty good at not getting into AM radio. <clears throat> my microwave is not what gets into my AM radio occasionally. I when I turn the microwave on, I hear it on my radio. It shouldn't, but it does. So over to you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, been, what, are you, what, what are you going to cook for us today? Well, I am mm. making, it's called caramel corn. So I thought in honor of uh, baseball season being, hot, you know, underway, fast and furious, we might make some Cracker Jacks. And they're really good. I make them about once or twice a year, but we eat too many of them. Chris, my address is, uh, never mind, go ahead. <laughs> One cup or two sticks of butter or margarine. Two cups of packed brown sugar. One half cup light corn syrup. One teaspoon salt. Now, that is optional. If you use, say, microwave popcorn that's already salted, you may not want to do that. Uh, five quarts of popped popcorn. Two cups of peanuts. They say that's optional. I personally don't believe it is. I think that's one thing that makes it. One half teaspoon baking soda and one teaspoon of vanilla. Go ahead and pop your popcorn. Measure out five quarts. Put it in a large bowl. Measure out your peanuts. Put them in the bowl with the popcorn. Grease one or two large pans, depending how big they are. You need either a big roaster, and I like to use the disposable ones because that way you don't have to clean them up. Um, You either need a big roaster or two uh, half sheet cake pans or something like that to give you a lot of room. Grease those with either a little bit of shortening or some more butter. Preheat your oven to 250 degrees. Meanwhile, melt your butter in a saucepan. Add the brown sugar, corn syrup, and salt. Bring to a boil, stirring frequently. Then, once it starts boiling, boil it without stirring it for five minutes, or if you have a candy thermometer, till the thermometer reaches 248 degrees. Remove from heat. Stir in your baking soda and vanilla, and you need to do that kind of quick. Pour evenly over popcorn and peanuts. Mix well. Place the mixture either in one large pan or divide it in half into two large pans. Put it in your oven. You're going to leave it in your 250-degree oven for one hour, and you're going to stir it every 15 minutes. And what I usually do is take, you can't stir it. It's hard to stir because you don't want to smash your popcorn so I'll just take a spatula and just kind of turn it over a little piece of the pan at a time. Just flip the corn mixture over as best I can. And you do that every 15 minutes for an hour. It is wonderful. Can I hire your services, Cook Chris? Please come over to my house. (laughs) And we're grilling pork chops, 
We're having baked potatoes baked and corn potatoes on the cob. potatoes and, and corn on the cob. The pork chops are on the grill and because <clears throat> we like to cook them slow. And the potatoes are in the oven. How do they make those popcorn balls with the caramel? Do you, as, how, do, how do they do that, Chris? I it's could, I very could... similar. You, you only The only difference is you, if you're making them at home, you, you usually butter your hands and shape them. It's very similar to that. And you probably would also want to bake them in the oven for a little bit, too, till they kind of firm up, you know, and kind of get the caramel kind of gets a little bit, um, I don't want to say hard, but a little dry and not so quite so sticky. Okay, we do have uh, from Joe. I always forget their numbers, but. Uh, the, they 09 got- is uh, Joe, 18 is Ellen. Okay, it's Ellen. It's Ellen. Go ahead, oh, Ellen. Oh, Joe, go ahead. Uh, well, oh, oh, hi. This this is Joe. Anyway, I just wanted to say quickly. Well, what a, what a great new way for, for for AM radio because we all knew these these interferences and these sounds, and we and around nine hundred we, we have a station here that's at nine twenty on the AM dial. And since I used to live in Minneapolis at nine hundred, of course, it's KTIS AM. But it, it's actually cool around that you. you you can find an empty space on those frequencies anyway, but it is kind of a exciting adventure here on the coffee club. Okay. All right, thank you, bro. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, buddy. You you uh, had a question. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, do you remember ahead, when? Um, yeah. Do you remember when uh, uh, ham radio uh, was? Uh, did you ever try one of those old solid state rigs and uh, it? You had uh, radio interference. I'd get on 75 meters, and one time my dad was, he was a radio engineer, and it tore every telephone and TV up in the house. And he said, you're making a mess of my radio. And he was an amateur also. And I said, well, you're the engineer. Why don't you fix it? (laughs) And I've been to a hotel before where the router didn't make any noise at all. And I had tried every C-crane noise filter that I could think of, and it didn't work. It didn't work. So you just have to talk to the cable company, and, and it's t- terrible that AM radio might as well go digital because uh, even on my... Now, my talking digital radio that's um, the... Uh, that picks up the the, 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 uh, the subcarrier, it's, it's not too bad, but uh, we all have interference, and I used to try to listen to WSM at night, and it was terrible. You could go outside, and you never could find the noise and they said well try to find where the noise is i disconnected the router and turned the computer off and everything else and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't sometimes the noise comes from your power lines especially the transformers and things of that things of that nature buddy so that i can tell you right now i can't listen to wsm anymore i can't listen to w i and, and i live close oh, enough to terrible. the city or i could get wnbc in new york or, well now wfan or wcbs all day long I could get WBBR on eleven thirty all day long. I can't get them anymore. They just wow. are are not coming in anymore. There's just no way I can I can I can do that. Even if you try one of those uh, scan antennas that C Crane makes, uh, it just ups the noise. And there's uh, I don't know what you can do about. It. I've told the power company. I've been with the, the cable company, and uh, um, some cable uh, routers don't make a noise. Like I thought that was neat going to the hotel. You'd think a hotel had all kind of noise, but there was not a. They had suppressed all that noise. And no, I, it's, well, it's it's not going to get better. Bill, you wanted to say something? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the AM radio. Also, uh, Chris, I'll, I'll order my Garrett's popcorn, caramel corn. That's a lot of work. 
But what I was going to say about the AM radio, uh, my sister lives in a little town about 20 miles south of Fort Wayne. When I go down there, and her AM radio is down there, she can barely get the local radio station, WWO or some of the radio stations. But the ironic part of it is, I can get WGN as clear as a bell. But she, and it, I don't understand it, but it's, that's the way it works. <laughs> well, she might be a little farther. You know, it's hard to say about an AM radio station, but... No, she's only 20 miles from WWO. That's yeah. the most powerful station. Sometimes you can't even get it. It gets interference. But then you remember, I can, they've even she can go to their, 720 yeah. on the AM dial, and she can get WGN Chicago just as... One of the adages that the further away from the city you get and the more out into the country you get, the better off you are. That, 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 that I can tell mm-hmm. you. Right. Um, and, and I know that when I lived in, when I went to summer camp in upstate New York, everything came in great up in the country. When there's nothing around, there's no... But, but today, of course, AM is at, at a disadvantage. There's so much interference on AM that it's impossible. If, if it goes digital, that's probably the best way it can happen. And then, then, then let's raise the power of digital... So that it so that it's as equal to or more than the analog power because that's the only way digital is right. going to work on AM. Right, right, right. And did you ever? I don't know about you guys, but I was big into CB radios back when they were real popular. And when I would key down on a, on certain channels, it would it would feed through the TV. Uh, it would interfere the TV, and the wife used to yell and say, "Get off that channel!" And then. It would also, some of the old CB radios, They there used to be a guy that ran, I think, a power system on his, and he'd drive around, I'd hear him, and it, on Sunday, he would interfere with the PA system at church. Happens a lot. I used to get into my TV sets when I was a kid. I'm a ham radio operator, and I would get into my television sets back in the 60s, so I remember those right. days, too. Yeah, CBs were known for TV and anything else. Uh they would get into oh my yeah especially channel five for whatever reason we used to watch channel five out of cincinnati and boy it would just somebody be passing in a car or be running on a base station and they would be running more than the allowable limit oh my yeah right (laughs) you 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 could get into some issues um from the cb now I don't I don't even know if people even talk on the CB anymore is I don't think they do I got I've got a big walkie talk here and the other day I took it out of the box and plugged it in just to see and I didn't find anybody on it at all no one's on 19 Bill nope I didn't hear anybody on 19 or even on 9 or I was going to say 9 is, nine used to be the real active channel at one time as right, well right 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 yep. yeah, I used to be used like to work the that channel every 19 day. I didn't, it used to be the traffic but I didn't, I didn't some, pick up anything there are some people around here on uh, but not as much as they're used oh, to oh it's be. not nearly as popular but there are a few right. people yeah once in a while I see people on there but I, I remember uh <laughs> My first set of walkie-talkies were on Channel 9, one of those cheap sets, you know, that little kids had. <laughs> right. Uh, th- those are good things to have. I don't even know if they make those radios anymore where, say, like you want to go out and walk in the Area 3 or 4 and you want to keep in touch with your house. If you could use those anymore. I don't even know if they've got yeah, them. Yeah, you shouldn't use them. I've got, I've got a set of them, the small ones. 
they, what they call, I bought them all several years, called the 8 Mile. They get pretty good reception, in fact. Yeah, GMRS. Uh, right, right. In fact, Bill, I'll tell you, in one of my baskets that I'm donating to the thing to auction off, or how are you going to do it, has a brand new, never been opened set of walkie-talkies, the 8 Mile ones, and... I just I didn't need them anymore, so they've never been opened. I think we so you can bid on and get those if you want them, Bill. We use for, for hunting. Uh, we use GMRS radio. Right. right. It'd be a good thing for people who are out for whatever reason. If you thought you were, long, I don't know what would be the reason, but oh, I use mine. I use mine all the time when the wife first came home to the hospital and she was pretty well. Well, she was in the bed. She couldn't really get up by herself because she had that one leg amputated. She could sit up, but then she couldn't do anything. But but I, I drug out my old walkie-talkies, and I kept it on my belt. And if I had to go outside for something or if I was working out in the yard, she could contact me. So I used hey. them all the time. We got Buddy had raised his hand again. Do you want to say something and then chime in? Since you're a ham radio operator, too. Oh yeah, um, do you remember uh, on uh, seventy-five meters when you you would talk? One day there was a guy on thirty-eight ninety-eight, and he talked about, oh man, this guy cussed up a storm. He uh, and I called the FCC, and they said, well, we can't say anything because he's the White House uh, attorney that works for, and his call was WA four DOG. Dog, dog, dog. WA four dog. WA four dog. Remember that. Yes, you, you. So you heard him on thirty eight ninety eight also. Yeah, yeah. yeah and what about the, what about the, what about the guy that would get on the frequency and say no kids, no lids, no space cadets? Remember that too? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever talk to a guy named Yogi? And um, uh, he was in Wilmington, but he used to live in Pittsburgh. I, I forget his call, but I finally got to meet him. And while I'm on the subject, Bill, there's a book on Bard called Seventy Seven Things to Know Before You Get a Cat. Oh, before you get a cat. <laughs> oh, oh, I had to, I said, wait till I tell Jennifer that. She'll be, oh, no, you don't. You need to read that book. That was neat. <laughs> Jennifer's found out cats aren't too bad. Right, Jennifer? <laughs> no, cats are pretty easy. <laughs> cats oh, yeah. I have to go buy me a cat at Walmart, I guess. Even, even, even I will tell you, and I'm not really an animal person, but when I when we had Princess, um, she was she knew I couldn't see. She was really cool. She was a she was a Maine Coon cat, and they're very friendly. And and she did she wouldn't sit on my lap, but she would sit on top of my recliner chair behind me. She liked to view things from above. That was Princess. Yeah, Jennifer found out my cat request is not too bad now. So, but. Anyway, we have anybody with anything else. We've got a few minutes left. Just a reminder, we will be broadcasting some of the alumni convention this weekend. If you want to hear veteran Hall of Fame broadcaster now, he's been named to the Indiana Hall of Fame, Bernie Egan, speak on Saturday about uh, 12, just after Dave gets off on Saturday on the legend from uh, as our keynote speaker at the luncheon. So I think you're going to find it very interesting. Can I put a plug in for All Things Radio? Because this week is going to be uh, probably, I think, one of the best shows that we've done in quite a while. I mean, they're all not good, but this is going to be interesting. We are covering the cumulus departure of radio from New York 
Atlanta, Georgia, and Washington, D.C. There are three key stations that we're covering, and we have their farewell uh, programs that they did. We have WPLJ in New York, WRQX uh, um, in Washington, D.C., and WYAY in Atlanta, Georgia. I think you're going to find that to be very, very interesting, and you'll see you'll see what what happens to a company when it's mismanaged by by previous management, and they have to sell their radio stations. Well, they didn't have to, but they got a ton of money for it. And how can you refuse 106 million dollars to get rid of six six radio stations? What can you say? Well, they hey, did. Jeff, it'll be better because Bill won't be there. I didn't say that. You said it. I'm not getting in trouble. He's my boss, remember? Yeah. However, we also have on that same special, we'll just ignore Bill. We've got a filter that deletes at 773. We will also be doing a George Klein Elvis special to wrap up what we did last week and got all kinds of call letter and format changes for seven or eight or ten minutes and we've just got a little, tons of radio news so uh, you, you'll hear a lot of content tomorrow night with very little talking tomorrow night because there are a lot of us that will be away in in travel status so for all of you that listen to my show, I should be on around, oh, maybe 11 or 12. 11 That's 12, right, Tim, right. about 11 or 12 o'clock. If, we <laughs> if you want to stay up that late, Tim. No, just <laughs> kidding. But, Tim, you might as well, we're, we're, we're shamelessly doing this, but why not? You're doing, uh, why don't you promote your show tomorrow night? Because it's always interesting to hear what's going on with you tomorrow night. Well, my top 10 is from this week in 1965, and uh, it's a good top 10. I, I don't usually have top 10s that I really dislike but sometimes when we get into the late 70s it does happen with the disco and all that so that's so, pretty cool so we i mean i couldn't even tell you what the top 10 were tim but uh, you know them by heart i'm sure so you'll have well, tim there yeah great tim oh i was gonna say well the show starts well, at 8 or thereabouts, depending on when All Things Radio gets done. But it usually does pretty close. Pretty well, close. I'm going to leave it connected for about an hour. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. No, Tim. I can tell you right now because Bill just told me the truth. I mean, uh, we, have eight, we have 89 minutes worth of content. I am very serious. We have a, a lot. We have a pretty packed podcast, but I think you are guy. You guys are going to enjoy. And even if we don't talk about the stuff that we do on the podcast this week, it'll be it'll be subject material that we can talk about next week as well. Yeah, we'll be back. Um, I won't be in travel status and the convention and all that good stuff. Well, Jeff, you might as well just mute everybody then. <laughs> You've got that much. No, uh, I can't. I, well, yeah, you're, you're you're right. You're right. But Chris. I do, but we we do appreciate the work that you and Dave do, and I know Dave's helping us out tomorrow night, so we appreciate that. I, I can't pay you, Dave, but uh, but we can just give you compliments and appreciate the work you, got, you guys also, do. Also, I, I need to give a shout out. I didn't have a chance to do this yet for the people that came to the Legend Town meeting last week. Very well behaved, very professional, and uh, very widely attended, and I really, really appreciate it. You guys just really did a great job on that, all the legend listeners. 